I just want to be there to almost educate people, like just to show the other side of it. And I can't just try them on quickly in a shop. There's so much more of a process to go through just to try things on. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. So, Sophie, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because I think the work that you do around fashion and disability is just so brilliant and you never shy away from use of color and like <laughs> and particularly actually the post that you put on this morning or was it this morning or last night about love island and mm-hmm. I, I loved that so much because I thought actually so many people need to see that because people really like you know that's like the gold standard of tv isn't it and actually it's yeah you know, representation is, is sorely lacking even though Absolutely. they've now got like two disabled contestants which is amazing that they're still a long way to go but yeah I'm really definitely (laughs) so first question that I ask everybody is how do you refer to your disability Uh, that's a really good question um I suppose I'd probably say I'm a wheelchair user that's probably the term I'd normally use to describe myself um but I have a condition called spinal muscular atrophy um which actually I was born with and it's basically um a muscle weakening disorder um so it varies massively between person to person not one person I know with SMA is the same um and it's I kind of have like the mildest form of it Uh and it affects me basically I can't walk at all and I stopped walking when I was about 13 Mm -hmm. um I had spinal surgery because of the muscle weakness yeah. As you grow older, it can really affect your, um, obviously, the growth of your muscles and your, the strengthening of your bones. Yeah. Um, so it leads a lot to scoliosis. So I had spinal surgery when I was 13. And then from there, it kind of got so much more difficult to walk yeah. and transfer. So I was like, no, I'm going to be using a wheelchair. That's the best way for me to be the most independent. So, yeah, so I've been um, dependent on my wheelchair ever since. Yeah, and like. I guess because you're born with it like and, and that's like me like you don't know life without disability yeah and so like you don't know life without that like I don't even know how to describe it but like you, you know that something else is going to happen so you're like yeah like it'll come when it comes like I'm just I'm kind of prepared for it like it is what it is type yeah situation. absolutely and it was kind of I mean I knew a, quite a lot of people with SMA when I was growing up um and I could kind of see the older ones like living a really fulfilling life and things like that and I thought well it's never going to stop me because even though I know um, it's going to probably get worse because that's what it does, it doesn't, it's not going to affect what I can do basically. Yeah. And that's so in, like, so important that it's never stopped you from doing anything, which is like ties. Oh my God. I'm so seamless with these transitions. Like <laughs> so good. Cause the next thing that like, I like to talk about is how has your disability like presented itself in like your career and how, you know, have you had like, you know, barriers to access? Have there been issues? Like if there were issues, where were they? If there weren't any issues, like how has it shown itself in like your more adult life and in your more adult Mm. career and the path that you've chosen to take? 
Well, I, I mean, I started out, um, I loved art growing up. I've always loved fashion and art. Um, and originally I wanted to do fashion design at college. Um, and I wanted, I didn't want to go to sixth form. I wanted to go straight to college because I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I actually had an interview at a local college near me. And when I had the interview, she was like, oh, you're not probably going to be able to do that because of your disability. You're probably not going to be able to do that that's going to be really difficult for you. And I literally came out the interview and in tears, like my parents were like waiting for me. And I was just absolutely sobbing my heart because I was like, this is my dream. And she was just like, no, no, you can't do it. And it literally broke me. And then so much so, I literally went away from fashion and I found a different college and I actually then did art because I thought even then I could go into fashion if I wanted to, but it completely, completely deterred me from it because she had just a very negative attitude that's yeah I know like it honestly it always blows my mind when people tell disabled people what they can and can't do because at at what point are you where is the benchmark for this I know who told you that I couldn't do it and how do you know because you don't know me and you don't know how my body works and you don't know how I work so how like I've never met her yeah and it's just like and she didn't even give me like well maybe we could do this instead or you could get some help with that or there wasn't even it was just like I don't want you on the solutions to the yeah you're going to be too much hard work no way yeah god God, yeah so that was like I'm so glad that it didn't deter you from doing what you do now but I can completely understand as to why that would have been such like a shock to the system because, yeah, I mean, having anybody tell you that you can't do something based on their opinion is awful as it is, especially when you know within yourself, have you been given like a little bit of help or a little bit of guidance? It would mm-hmm. be absolutely fine. There would be no issue. Yeah. That's it. And, like, and you're at that impressionable age as well, where you're like yeah, literally going to college, exactly. you're trying to find your career and literally it was just like, oh, that's that's not going to be an option then I'll just do try something else so then I did art and then I went into photography um I actually did that at uni then as well yeah um and then obviously that represent like there is some issues with access and things in there because I wanted to do weddings and things and some I could do some obviously churches aren't accessible places aren't accessible and then it's kind of like this this isn't going to work it's not it's not suitable for me yeah um and then I just went into admin which is like kind of let's just get a job and get some money and then Instagram pretty much grew then over the years and that's kind of where my passion really lies so yeah and I think like I'm I'm still like there's still part of me that's like really taken aback that you got that knockback from college because I think you're so right with what you say is it's such a formative age and to be told at that Mm -hmm. time that you're not necessarily like welcome in a space that you like you knew that your passion was at is heartbreaking it's 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 an actual heartbreak isn't it like it was I literally I could still to this day can feel how sad I felt because I was that was my dream because I've just loved fashion for so long and it was just like no that's it and it was just wow okay and that's really the first barrier because I hadn't really started driving or anything else and it was kind of like that was the first barrier of actually no this is a reflection of what the future could be because people are always going to come up against you and there's always going to be something that tries to stop you from doing what you want to do yeah and so what made you start your Instagram um I think it was I mean because I love fashion anyway 
Yeah. It was because of the lack of representation, basically. I didn't see anyone in mainstream media, magazines, on TV um, related to fashion. And there's always kind of a perception of disabled people that we kind of should shy away. We should be wearing black. We should be not showing off ourselves. And I was like, no, I've always loved colour. Yeah. ever since I was a kid and I was like no I'm gonna be the person that kind of says no we can wear whatever we want you can show off and you can be as bright as you want to be and if people people are going to notice you either way because I'm in a wheelchair and yeah everyone stares anyway so I might as well give them something to stare at <laughs> I love that attitude because I think that's such an important like take home is that people are probably going to stare anyway so you might as well give them something yeah exactly it's like well you're gonna do it anyway so I'll make myself look amazing and then you can look at that as well yeah exactly and like I love how you don't shy away from color because I like I love scrolling through your feet because it's just it's constantly so bright and like all the colors are always there like I haven't seen you shy away from one color and I have so much respect for that because I'm like thank you color sometimes scares the crap out of me and I'm very much like I really like black and gold and they're like <laughs> my fail safe choices. Yeah. I know that's the thing I like it's funny cuz um my I have a younger sister and everything she wears is like neutral and black. We're like yin and yang. We're like the complete opposites and I'm everything in my wardrobe is color there's just hardly any black or anything. So yeah, it's funny how what people like like to wear it's just a fail safe, isn't it? But I think I've just always loved it. So yeah. And what I love as well about your Instagram is that you don't shy away from some of the difficulties that can be presented within like fashion and like accessibility in fashion. And I'm not talking about like, you know, barriers to entry. I'm talking about like actual physical clothes because, yeah. you know, what a lot of people don't think about is how to put the clothes on the body. And sometimes that can be like a huge problem for people. Mm-hmm. And like you, you're so open on your Instagram about, these things and I like I love that because like you said you never saw anybody like you and I've never seen anybody like you but you and I love yeah. that because we need that representation like we don't have it yeah. it's not there and that's what I think it's it's someone's got to say it and we've got to make it just more normal like to talk about because there's so many sort of able-bodied people and people that just wouldn't even think about the difficulties we go through like when choosing something and you just I just want to be there to almost educate people like that sounds really lectury but just to show the other side of it and just to show what we have to go through sometimes to find a nice dress or whatever we can't just and I can't just try them on quickly in a shop or yeah there's so much more of a process to go through just to try things on and so yeah I just it's a good like that's why I love social media because it's such a great tool to kind of show people a different way and I also love that you show so much of motherhood on there as well because you obviously have your little girl and she's gorgeous yeah (laughs) I love the fact that you're so open about you know being a disabled mother because again I don't think we see enough of it Like I don't, Mm -hmm. you don't see it on TV. Like you don't see it in TV shows. Don't think I've ever seen a film where like that's been really represented. And I think it's wonderful that you speak about these things. And and what what made you decide to talk about them? Um, I mean, really, I like it's funny because when I first had Zyra, I didn't really 
think much of it. And then my Instagram kind of went crazy and people were like, whoa, like, I, this is amazing that you can do all of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I've never really thought of myself as different to anyone else. I've just got on with it. But actually it is. And it didn't really hit me until I had her that how different I would feel about it as well, because uh-huh. I always I have such positive attitude towards my disability. But when I actually had her and then found the things I couldn't do, I really struggled even now like she's two years old I still struggle because I can't pick her up and things and I didn't realize how much it would actually affect me yeah because I was so reliant on others and like I wanted to have that closeness with her and that bond and it was harder because I couldn't go to her when she cried I couldn't pick her up and yeah having to always rely on others was was really strange yeah and I can imagine that it would be because that's like a mother's instinct isn't it like you hear like the cry and it's like you know that I have like younger cousins and when they were babies like when they used to scream I'd be like oh my god (laughs) I've broken the child (laughs) oh no (laughs) exactly and then like you know I'd see someone like run to the child and I'd be like oh okay like phew Uh, okay it's not almost like sounds really awful they're not my kids they weren't my responsibility at that point in time but like I know exactly that like it's almost like the adrenaline is responsible yeah and and not to be able to necessarily have that access straight away must have been really difficult yeah and it's yeah it just was completely a shock to me because I just even though I knew I would have like because I managed to get extra care hours and things because obviously I knew I wouldn't be able to do it on my own yeah um obviously I got my husband but he was at work and even then it still doesn't hit you until it actually happens and I was like wow it's there's a lot of different ways I have to go about doing things to be able to be a mum, which perhaps I probably didn't quite realise until it actually happened. Yeah. And I think like you having your like extra care hours is so important because you do have people who come in to help, don't you? Yeah. So I'm really lucky because it's like getting carers can be a real struggle yeah. and getting the council to listen to what you need is just like crazy. But um thankfully when I had well when I was pregnant they actually really did listen and they understood what I would need and it's not so much them helping with Zyra it's them helping me to help Zyra and that's I wanted to be her mum so I needed them to help me to be her mum almost so um they were really understanding and that will probably change in the future because she'll go to school and things and I won't need their help as much but even though you always need their help but in the in the government's eyes you don't need their help as much and so we just have to kind of see what happens but and I also think it's again like I've already said how open you're on social media I think it's fantastic that you're so open that you do have people come in to help you because I think a lot of people almost and I was having this conversation with a friend the other day about how some people in the disabled community almost put themselves in a position where they're like, I can do it all. I can do everything that mm. you can do, but to the detriment of other people, because the reality of it is, is that that's not how it is. And it's, it's sometimes it's not safe to do that either. Right. So yeah. we were talking about weightlifting and I was like, cause obviously you know, I, everybody knows I do CrossFit, but I was <laughs> saying that I will never be able to lift in terms of like, you know, more than my own body weight, because for me, that is, it's unsustainable to want to go further and my yeah. body is never going to be able to do it. And that's not me being defeatist. That's me being very realistic. And also knowing mm-hmm. in the fact that my body does not work the same way as everybody else's. 
And I think it's wonderful that you have been so open and been like, yeah, people come in and help me and I need that help. And it doesn't make me any less of a person because I need that help. Yeah. And I think it is quite easy for a lot of um, disabled people to kind of not want to, like you say, like admit it almost that they need the help. Um, I mean, I have friends that like don't want to have use of a hoist and things or if they're maybe um, can walk, they're not they want to rely on a wheelchair full time and things because it's almost like you're giving up. Yeah. But then sometimes it's like maybe you just need it like it like like you say it doesn't make you any less of a person in fact it's probably going to make your life better I mean I know when I went from walking slightly to fully accepting I was going to be in a wheelchair full time it changed my life because it meant I was independent I could go where I wanted I knew that my future would be me in a wheelchair so I could accept it and then live life from that moment onwards kind of thing and it almost and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it almost gives you back that independence because mm-hmm. you're not trying to, you know, constantly figure out how to go around something when you know that yeah. you've got your wheelchair, you're like, right, that's it. This is how it yeah. works. This is where I, what I can do. And these are yeah. the things I, I was so reliant on others to like have to help me stand, have to help me move. And it wasn't fair on them. And then it also wasn't fair on me because I was like, I just want to do it myself. I just want to be able to go out by myself and not have to worry about having anyone else there obviously when I was younger and so yeah it was it was good really it was a good thing yeah and I think that saying that for some people and I really hope that's like it it gives you know someone who's maybe younger like a a good like feeling about it is that like sometimes I think people are afraid of of using mobility aids Mm. it's seen as like and like as you said almost like giving up but actually it will enable you if you need that it will really enable you to be able to be more independent and I want yeah and that's so important for for everyone definitely definitely so with all of with all of this and I think it's so interesting that you obviously decided to be a wheelchair user at, at like 13 when you were that age do you feel that you learn a lot about yourself going through that and having to accept that the wheelchair was was like your mode of independence as such yeah I think it was just I mean I kind of from about well when I sort of started senior school I was kind of then um using a wheelchair on and off to get to classes and things because obviously schools are quite big and moving and I was obviously getting more and more tired yeah and it was that kind of thought of do I want to be in a wheelchair full-time because I'm a teenager like you always think what Ed's what everyone else think about me and um even just having those few I mean having those few steps was incredible and even now I think sometimes I just wish I could just stand up and transfer because like being in hotels and going to the toilet would be so much easier um but like we said it wasn't realistic it wasn't it wasn't going to be able, I wasn't going to be able to be doing that for a long time. So it was just accepting it. And, um, and it just, it did really improve my life in a way. Yeah. And that's like, it's exactly it, isn't it? Like if it improves your life, it's for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a piece of advice for either your younger self or for a person with the same disability as you or who is maybe going through some of the things that you've been through? Um, I think it's just to stay positive because 
it is so easy when you come up against barriers all of the time and you will come up against so many barriers of people trying to stop you from doing things making everything difficult filling out forms all the time for everything to try and access things um even stupid things like getting in a lift or stairs just stay positive and just work through it because it's so worth it and I think it's just life can be amazing and you can make the most of what you've got and just yeah just keep going and just um just enjoy it yeah and I love that that's like your piece of advice because I think so many people are gonna be like oh like yeah just make the best of like what you've got and that's it's so true like when you make the best of what you've got that's when it's at its best rather than trying to look for like oh I wish I could do this or like I wish I could do that because I think when you start to think like that it's only really like a snowball effect isn't it yeah and it's so easy like I mean like I say I could all the time I could think oh I wish I could like stand up and transfer I wish I could and sometimes you're always going to have those feelings because you're human you're always going to have a negative thought now and again but on the whole it's just like I can't do it so what's the point in dwelling on that I might as well get on with it and accept what I can do and yeah Mm, just go for it (laughs) yeah essentially that's it isn't it like just go for go after what you want yeah so I have one particular question that really annoys me when people ask me about my disability and it tends to be either what happened or Mm. did a shark bite your arm off because people are people are like obsessed (laughs) with like like tragic things that yeah I was gonna say like a trauma Yeah. yeah And so I was wondering, is there like a particular set of questions that annoy you if people ask you about them? I mean, you might not have um, any, any, and like, if you don't have any, I love that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose it's not like, to be fair, I don't mind so much when people are like, why are you in a wheelchair? I think yeah. I'll just explain it. Like, I'm not, I'm not bothered, but it's more of the like, the comments that people make that annoy me more than anything like oh don't run my feet over or watch my toes or slow down or like (sighs) all these things and it's always like they think they're funny and you just like do you know how many times I've heard someone say that do you need a driving license that I'm like no I don't (laughs) funnily enough I don't have to go to DVLA for this (laughs) no thanks so much been in here since I was 13 I'm probably a better driver than you are <laughs> and, and actually that's a question that I always like to ask do you have because I have a modified car do you, you will also have a modified car as well right yeah yeah I drive from my wheelchair so yeah so and do you have because I have like all of I don't have gears in my car I'm driving automatic because yeah it's it's not feasible for me to drive a manual like you're not allowed to take your hand off the wheel no. it's not gonna work no exactly so like for you is it pretty similar then yeah I have um yeah so I drive in in my wheelchair and stay in my wheelchair there's a clamp that clamps into the bottom of it um and then yeah I use all hand controls I can because I just wouldn't trust the strength of my legs or anything so yeah push and pull with um my brake and accelerator with one hand and then I have like a turning um turning stick on my wheel yeah so I can turn the wheel so I always find like modified cars so interesting because obviously I have one and I'm like oh my god like tell me tell me what steering adaptions you have <laughs> like, yeah you them, and people are like oh, it's amazing some people have like spaceships they're like absolutely incredible what they can do I at one point when I was learning to drive I actually had infrared like signalers and like you just press a button and it would suddenly like it would all look like this, this cars would signal. And I was like, how does That's this happen? 
magic. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, like all I'd have to do is like press. So I had like a steering ball and it had like loads of buttons. It actually was too many buttons for me. I got a bit too excited, but it would be like beep the horn or like indicate left and indicate right. And I'd be like, oh, oh my wow. God, this is so fun. But then it got to the point where I'd like accidentally slip and I'd like be driving on the motorway and then suddenly I would have like beeped at someone and I was like oh I didn't mean to do that there's too many things <laughs> yeah I know I think I like to keep mine because I've kind of always thought oh while I've got the strength that I have yeah. I want to be able to keep turning like the normal steering wheel and I mean they lightened the steering a lot because obviously cars are, cars are quite heavy to turn um so they lighten up but while I can do it I'm like I'm going to keep doing it I'm going to keep it as simple as I can until I probably in the future will need more complicated things so and with your strength is that something that's gonna like diminish over time or is it like where you are now is going to be where you are forever if that makes sense yeah yeah, I mean, they often say, like, as you get sort of teenage years, then you kind of can plateau because your mm-hmm. body's obviously stopped growing and your muscles are at their kind of level. Um, I found, well, when I was told when I had Zyra by my neurologist that my strength and everything could change a lot. And it actually has, I have felt weaker um since having her because of obviously your hormones change and yeah. everything else within your body just goes a bit crazy. So I have. I have noticed like weakness, um, but I do try to exercise. I've got like an exercise bike that I do like my legs and arms um, and I try and go swimming when I can. And that's that's my responsibility, really, just to try and keep as yeah. much strength as I can and do that for myself, really. Yeah. And I think that that's so important, isn't it? That uh, like strength building for disabled bodies and I don't want to say it's more important than able bodies, but to to an extent it is because mm. I, like I know that at some point in my life and I'm, you know, I'm looking like 50, 60 years in the future, my body won't necessarily be as strong as somebody my own age with an able body. Mm. And like, will I be able to pick my kids up when they're like 10? Probably not. Like, yeah. So for me now, it's like, okay, let's focus on building some strength whilst I can. Um, And I think that that's, you know like it's an important goal for people to have and like yeah definitely I love that your choice is swimming because I love to go for a swim like yeah I just wish it wasn't because we have um there's like no pools near where I live that have like hoists or anything so I have to drive for about 40 minutes to get to our closest pool with hoists in the changing room and in the um actual pool as pool area as well um so that's really frustrating because you have to factor in all that extra time to get there but yeah of course obviously it's worth it when you're there but and that's something that I actually didn't think about is that for you you need to make sure it's got you've got that access to absolutely like all the bits and bobs Mm. you need and and if it's not nearby then it's not like it's not the easiest you've really got to factor in lots and lots of time for that yeah and that's another thing again with like the access of things because we had a, a pool built locally to us and it was like my mum I remember my mum and dad writing to them and saying please can you put a hoist in the changing room yeah. and in the pool because it's like make it it's kind of like worst case scenario that yeah. I'm the worst case scenario and I'll need the most help um and they replied they were like no we're not going to put a hoist in the changing room and you're just like really but what can you do that's just one of those things and that would literally have been five minutes up the road for me so oh my. this is why yeah. people need to make things accessible for everyone because it's not just about the money that you put into it it's about making 
other people in the community able to have the same access yeah to these like things that they want and need and oh my god I'm I'm like a bit I'm annoyed <laughs> <laughs> and when you literally live in the place that they're going to build it you think you don't even care enough to like support the people that live in your borough like it's just ridiculous because but... and the, the thing is it's also it's not just about you at that point in time yeah. because you know like like you said like you could be worst case scenario but what happens if someone has like an accident and then their their form of physiotherapy is swimming and they can't gain the access to that physiotherapy yeah. because there's no hoist there yeah I know it's just there's so many people that could make use of it and yeah. val- like it would be so valued but it just it's almost just like bypassed and they're just yeah, can't be bothered <laughs> good like well like well done you for taking that on though because I think a lot of people would would not take that on and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. just like are like yeah just another one of those things but again like I said you're so open about it and it's so lovely to be able to have this conversation with you because you are so open about the things that you face and I think that's wonderful yeah so, I have one last question for you and that okay. is, and I love this one because everybody's like as soon as I say like everybody answers the same everyone's like oh I'm going to try and answer it differently but everybody's answer <laughs> is the same and that is Sophie can you say that you are disabled and proud oh absolutely <laughs> for sure I am 100% proud I don't think I would be me if yeah. I wasn't disabled and I think that's what makes the biggest difference because it's me it's my wheelchair is me my disability is me and that's all that matters yeah exactly and I think that that's because I think the same I think without my disability I wouldn't necessarily be the person that I am today yeah and like a lot of people I think sometimes when I say that they're like oh it's almost like a shock to their system and I'm like no it's it's like I wouldn't want to be born like able-bodied yeah I can't imagine worse I can't like so and someone once said to me like oh what what would happen if you woke up tomorrow and you had you had your arm and I was like I would feel horrendous I was like I don't know how to clap I was like I don't know how to cut up food I don't know how that works I'm just me that's how I live exactly but thank you so much for being on this today because I think you've been so open and like so wonderful about what you've spoken oh thank you it's been so lovely I've loved it it's been so nice (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.